It's time for the Tri-County Equipment Get Stuck on Sports Podcast. Here are your hosts, Dennis Stuckey and Brady Beaton. Welcome into the Tri-County Equipment Podcast. Uh, Dennis, not in with us today, so it'll just be me, Brady Beaton, your host uh, for this podcast. Um, yeah, Dennis taking care of a few things. He'll be back, should be back Thursday, so let's waste no time. Let's get right into it. Um, we had a few games Saturday that we need to get you caught up with. Harbor Beach, they were able to knock off Saginaw Michigan Lutheran Seminary 28-6 to at home. Algonac, they went down to Detroit Edison, and they uh, they had a tough one, lost 48-6. to Deckerville, a rare, rare first-round playoff exit for Deckerville. They took one on the chin, 66-22 to Merrill. CPS, they lost 52-14 to to Bay City All Saints, excuse me, All Saints, and Peck was able to get revenge on Ashley. They beat them 30 to nothing. That game ended at halftime. So with one week done in the MHSAA playoffs, we have 10 teams left, and we'll be covering at least three of those games. Friday night, I will drive down to Detroit for the Marysville Martin Luther King game. That's at 6 p.m., so we'll start that about 5.40. Port Huron will take on Lons Cruz at home. Dennis will be at Memorial Stadium for that game. Uh, that's at 7. And then on Saturday, Warren Lincoln comes up to play Marine City under the lights on Saturday evening at 7 p.m. I'll be on the call for that. So we'll have at least three playoff games for you this coming week. Again, I'll be at Martin Luther King for Marysville. Dennis will have P.H. Lons Cruz. And then on Saturday, I'll have Warren Lincoln at Marine City. So when we get back... I want to take a deep dive look at the playoff system. Um, it, it does have some pros and cons. The, the more I looked into it, I could tell they had good intentions with this system. They, it's not as bad as maybe I thought it was when I first looked at it, but there are some big flaws that are going to come out in the near future. and Maybe we're hidden a little bit this year since everyone made the playoffs, but it's going to be... Uh, it's, I think in a few years, there's going to be at minimum some tweaks to the system, and I don't think the Macomb Area Conference really helps that, but we'll get all into that after the break here on the Tri-County Equipment Podcast. Again, no Dennis Stuckey today, just Brady beating for you. Uh, we'll be back right after this. Those who love the grind, run with us on a John Deere Gator UV. Because your daily routine may change, but the land stays the same. There's still ground to cover and a herd to keep in line. Out here, the work never stops. So keep going on a Gator UV with the power to forge ahead. Nothing runs like a deer. Search John Deere Gator for more. Contact one of Tri-County Equipment's 10 locations in Bad Axe, Birch Run, Burton, Carroll, Fenton, Lapeer, Marlette, Reese, Saginaw, or Sandusky, or visit Tri-County Equipment online at tricountyequipment.com. Marshall E. Campbell Company, located in Port Huron, is a full-line distributor of industrial cutting tools, fluid power, electrical tools, and other electrical supplies, providing utility and contract-based services for more than 100 years. The company has a wide range of products that includes abrasives, automotives, ballast and lamps, boxes and closures, building products, chemicals and lubricants, electrical fittings and equipment, janitorial equipment, wire devices, and tapes and safety products. Marshall E. Campbell Company, located at 2975 Lapeer Road, or call them at 800 250-7520. Buying or selling a home? You need an experienced company standing ready to help you with all your real estate needs who is committed to making you the client number one. O'Connor Realty hung out its real estate sign in the city of Marysville almost 40 years ago to help the good people of this community buy and sell their homes. O'Connor Realty provides access to free, no obligation home valuation reports prepared by a licensed realtor with no hidden fees. Located at 2801 Gratiot Boulevard, Marysville, give O'Connor Realty a call at 810-364-8700. For all your real estate needs, O'Connor Realty, small enough to know you, large enough to serve you. If your windows stick, <laughs> slip, <laughs> squeak, or leak, 
Replace them with Anderson windows with low E glass, low maintenance exteriors, and rich wood interiors, standard and custom sizes. They can turn simple window replacement into serious home improvement. Ah. Hi, Chip Mortimer here, inviting you to experience the difference at Mortimer Lumber. Our expert staff will be here to help before, during, and after the sale. Stop by Mortimer Lumber, 24th and Lapeer Avenue in Port Huron. Hey guys, Brady Bean here for TP Logos in Marysville. Located across from Walt Braun Viking Stadium, TP Logos has the area's largest selection of in-stock school spirit wear, corporate wear, and construction company gear. They do custom embroidery, custom screen printing, and are the fastest growing uniform sublimation company in Michigan. Visit tplogos.com to see their vast selection of products, including things like Badger Sportswear, Nike, North Face, Richardson Hats, Carhartt, and more. They are open weekdays 8.30 to 4.30 or by appointment. Don't wait weeks for your gear. You'll get it in days with TP Logos. Start strengthening your finances. Transfer your loan to Advia and we'll cut your rate in half. Plus, make zero payments for 90 days. Members who transfer save an average of $3,400. For stronger savings, visit adviacu.org. Advia Credit Union. Real advantages for real people. Not valid on credit card, secure real estate, or commercial loans. Interest accrues at loan disbursement. Estimated 2019 member savings, effective July 1st, 2020. Subject to approval and to change any time. Floor rates and restrictions apply. Equal opportunity lender. If you're not listening to GetStuckOnSports.com, that's a personal foul. Your kids, your schools, your sports. And you are back here live on the Tri-County Equipment Podcast. Again, no Dennis Stuckey, just Brady Beaton for you today. And let's go through the new MHSAA playoff system. If you weren't aware, uh, this year was supposed to be the debut of the new point system. And some of the big highlights for this system were the six-win benchmark to get into the playoffs the that that threshold you needed to meet is eliminated. Um, it was gone. It was going to be all just on strength of schedule and strength of record. Now, there were some things that I do very much like about this system. Um, for one, we'll start with the pros. You know your division before you start the season. So in years past, I'll give an example. When I was at Marysville, my sophomore year. Uh, we weren't sure whether we were going to be Division Three or Division Four. Going into the last week of the season, it was kind of up in the air whether we'd have to be the smallest D3 or the biggest D4. And it depended on who won and the playoff points. And what it came down to was we ended up in Division Three, but we were the smallest Division Three. And at that time, Detroit East English was the biggest Division Three. And that's who we ended up drawing, but we didn't know who we were going to play until uh, we didn't know what division we were going to be in until basically Saturday afternoon. Um, so that's one thing that kind of it is eliminated because before the season, they now just uh, say, okay, they take the top 68 schools in terms of enrollment, that's division one. The next 67 or 68, that's division two, so on and so forth. And then from there, they just take the top 32 teams from there um, by playoff points, which that has been revised. And boom, that's how you get your playoff season. It's just the top 32 teams in the, in, in your division. So it, regardless of how many wins you have, theoretically, under this system, you can go 1-8, but if you had enough playoff points, you're in the postseason, which... Um, We'll, we'll get into that. So um, the other thing is what it's trying to do, it's rewarding playing bigger schools. The way this works, in the old system, they divided it by classes. So class A, B, C, and D. Essentially, not to a T, but for simplicity's sake, class A was division one and two, class B was three, four, five, six was C, and D was seven and eight. You got 80 points for beating a class A school. You got 64 for beating a B 48 for C, and 32 for beating a Class D school. Now it's divided into divisions. Division 1, you get 60 points for a win. Uh, Division 2, 55, and it just goes minus 5, so 50, 45, 40, all the way down to Division 8 with 25 uh, points. That, it's it's not a bad idea. 
I understand what the MHSAA is trying to do with this. But we'll we'll get into that um, when I get to the cons. It's just it rewards size, not necessarily strength of schedule. And the other thing that it does is the bonus point multiplier. If you beat a team, you got in the old system you'd get an extra eight points for every win they got. So if you beat a team um, that was eight and one, and you were their one loss, and they went on to win eight more games, you'd get sixty-four more points, playoff points for that. Um, if you lost to them and they went eight and one, you'd get eight points to an eight and one team because eight times one. Now this is what they do. It's changed on the size of your opponent, and this is where I think it really hurts them. Division one and two, you get the multiplier six, three, four is five, five, six is four, and seven, eight is three. That's on the size of the school that uh, you played. So for example, Mary, let's just use Marysville as an example. They play Port here on Northern. Northern is a Division II school. They go on, and let's just say for, again, a nice round number, they win five games. You would get fit, or 30 points for that. Six times five, there's to multiply, you get an extra 30 points. But here's where it, 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 I mean, I know you don't want to get too complicated, but it doesn't matter who Northern beat. Northern could have played five D8 schools, beat them all, and lost anyone who was worth their weight, and they still get 30 points. It's just the size of the school you played. It doesn't matter if they beat bigger schools or smaller schools. Conversely, if Marysville were to, say, play Madison Heights Madison, a D7 school who has been historically pretty decent uh, from years past, they were to go 8-1. and one. Well, they're a D7 school, and they could have beaten Warren Mott, any big school down there, Warren Woods Towers, a D3 school. Um, any big school in down in Madison, Warren, in that area, or let's say they beat Port here on high, they've played before. They go eight and one. They're a D seven team. They only get twenty four points for that. Doesn't matter who Madison beat. They could have beat De La Salle, Davison, Catholic Central, Brother Rice, Orchard Lake, Saint Mary. Doesn't matter. It's only three points per win because they're a D7 school, and that's where it hurts them. If you want to get deeper into it, because the old system was a little simpler. Again, you win, cool, every win they get. If you if you lose, it's only one point, you win, it's eight. Now they're trying to judge the, they're going one step further. It's not just your wins, it's your opponent's wins as well. But they're not going, if you're going to do that, you got to do it right. And a lot, especially in the MAC, we'll get to this. It hurts them that it's only the size of the school because a team like Madison doesn't play D7 schools. It, they, they just don't, not in the MAC. There's only one other D7, that's Clinton. They're the biggest D7. So that's where it starts to hurt. And honestly, I understand what they were trying to do getting rid of the total benchmark. When they originally did it, the thought was to, okay, you get to six wins, you're in, so it doesn't matter if you win seven or eight. You just need, excuse me, you just need to get to, or just need to get to six. So I know Port here on high for a few years. They would schedule Country Day, Martin Luther King. Um, I'm trying to, th they, I know they scheduled Ike for a few years to try to get them ready. And I think that's what the MHSA wanted and was the idea behind it when they first went into this system was to get schools to try to challenge themselves, play a bigger school because that's only one of nine games. And as long as you win six of your remaining eight, it doesn't matter if you win that one game. But what was happening, at least with some coaches, is they would make sure to schedule six or seven just absolute gimmies or try their best. Uh, if a team, let's say a team moved up in the MAC, they're up in the MAC blue or white in a much tougher division, they would make sure their non-conferences, non-conference games were easy opponents. They didn't want them to play tougher opponents because then you, you get to six, it doesn't matter what you do, you only have to win one or two mat games. I get that, but it just, I know... It doesn't seem likely, but in 2018, again, 
on uh, a Detroit Free Press article back from uh, earlier last year, a, a Mick McCabe, he's great high school sports writer, went back and they did the math for the 2018 season when this was first announced, and Ludington would have been 7-2 and two and not made it in 2018. Now, I don't care how easy your schedule is, and especially in high school, it's there's a lot of parity. I mean, yeah, you got the solid teams. The Mac, Red, Dakota, Ike, Chip Valley, they're always going to be good. And you got some schools that are always going to be bad, but for the most part, you can't really predict how good a team's going to be. Look at St. Clair. St. Clair has had a rebuilding year. But if you would have told someone at the beginning, or like last year, hey, we scheduled the Saints for next year, they went, oh no, that's that's going to be a tough game. Again, you lose a lot of seniors, you come back, there's a big parity in it. Um, there have been three 6-3 and three teams that didn't make it in 2018. But here's where I, I understand what they want to do. But four and five teams should not be in the playoffs. I understand you're playing tougher opponents, but... It's never, it's always, you're that size. Like, okay, so here are how many teams would have made it at 4-5 and five in 2018. Sterling Heights-Stevenson, Battle Creek, Pen, Penfield, Flat Rock, Carlton Airport, Standish-Sterling, Saginaw, uh, Kingsford, St. Louis, Lakeview, and Hudson. And uh, I might have missed one, but um, so ten, almost a dozen teams would have made it with a losing record. And they're... And I just don't like the fact that you can have a losing record regardless of how tough of a schedule you play. And another argument that that Mick McCabe article brings up is they were saying, oh, well, leagues were disbanding, they weren't playing anymore because they they wanted to make sure they could get to six wins and they couldn't compete. So that tells me the lower schools didn't want to play some of the bigger schools for whatever reason. What I would argue is this just flips the onus from one of the from the bigger schools that supposedly had trouble scheduling, which any I mean I know there's a few instances I think De La Salle won a state title at uh, with a five and four maybe it was six and three record, but these big schools were supposedly having trouble scheduling. Now you're just flipping that onto the smaller schools. It is punishing you to play a smaller school. If you go back and look at the playoff points, so if I were to, if, if my school were to play a Division II school, and they went four and five, so you get fifty-five points from the initial win, and you get an extra twenty for the four wins. Excuse me, not an extra twenty-four. So you are now at 79 playoff points for playing a 4-5 and five Division II team. I play a team that is Division Five, that I get 40 points for that win. They get eight more wins. That's another um, 32 points. So I played an 8-1 Division Five school. Marine City, they're usually 8-1 or 9-0. So I played an 8-1 Division Five school. I get 72 points. It encourages playing worse, bigger schools than playing good, smaller schools. I know Port Huron High didn't necessarily have the easiest schedule, but they sure as heck didn't have the toughest. I argue you put Marine City in the MAC blue this year, they win it. I think they're just as good as Port Huron High. But they're a little smaller. Their enrollment's lower. Like, you want to tell me, okay, Roseville was a tough game. Yes, that's a very good non-conference game, and the Big Reds won that game. It was a gut check, and they had to come from behind to do so. Yes. But look at their league. Before that game, they were still the number two seed in Division Two, So that just put them from two to one. Frazier is a decent team. Lons Cruz is a decent team, but again, only playing really each other. Lakeshore's bad. Northern was very young. And Sterling Heights is not a good team. So how does that reward Port here on high? Were, were they fairly rewarded for their, their strength of schedule? No, because it doesn't reward strength of schedule. It rewards size of schedule. And that's a big problem. 
How about a team on the west side called Muskegon Catholic Central? One of the better teams in the state regardless of division. A, they basically have a hotel room booked in Detroit every Thanksgiving because they're there all the time. And you're telling me that I play them, I beat them, they go 8-1, and one, <laughs> that I get fifty, not even 50 playoff points. But I can go play a winless Lakeshore team and get 55. I can go play a winless Sterling Heights team and I get more points than that. And you want to talk about breaking up leagues. If I'm Algonac, I might be sweating a little bit. I'm a Division Six school with a bunch of Division Fours and a, and a couple Division Fives. You're suddenly becoming the black sheep of that league just because you're a little smaller and now you're being punished for playing a smaller school. And again, the MAC does not help this situation at all. Marysville would have been in a lot of trouble had they played a nine-game season with this MAC setup. And and he, here's here's why. So the MAC tries to balance size and competitiveness, and they weigh size a lot. And if they didn't. Well, Marine City would have probably never been below the blue because they could have competed in that league year in and year out, if not higher. So right now, you look at the leagues, and Marysville and Marine City in the silver are with two D7 schools. Again, D7 schools don't get you anything in this playoff format. Anything. Again, like I said, you can be their lone loss. They can dominate whoever they play. Madison can go 8-1, and one, beat a bunch of Division I schools, lose to your school, but at the end of the day, you're only getting uh, 54 playoff points. Where you can go play Lance Cruz North, who's a Division I school, and I don't even know if they had a win this year, and you get 60 points for playing a bad school just because they have a lot of kids. And the MAC does not help this situation. I went, and they're going to have to weigh size more now, even more than they already do. So Madison and Clintondale, you're going to have to go to the bronze. You just, they're not allowed to leave. Oh, sorry, New Haven's the other one. I, I mentioned earlier, there's only two, there's three. New Haven's also in the bronze. So I went and I sorted the MAC schools by size. And really... For the red, white, and blue, it doesn't matter. Because they're all Division One and Two schools. Um, they're all around the same size. And playoff points won't really affect them. It's just a matter of what, I mean, who they schedule in the non-conference, getting Division One, And they're very locally local to each other. So they're not far. Now, the problem here comes once you get to, like, the gold and the silver. If you did it straight by size, just straight enrollment down, the Matt Gold would be Port Huron, Port Huron, Northern, Lakeshore, Warren Woods Tower, Warren Fitzgerald, and Marysville. Which, personally, I would like that league. But you get into that size, and you get to Division Two, and you start to get into Division Threes. And two to three is where you get the big drop-off point for bonus points. And then you get to the silver where it really falls off. See, the Mac has... Over 20 schools in Division 1 and 2. 21 to be exact. Lakeshore is the smallest D2 school in the MAC. After that, it's to Division 3. But once you get past there, you only have four Division 3s, four Division 4s, four 5s, and three 7s. So the fall-off comes hard, which means that the silver and the bronze, the I guess you wouldn't say the bad big schools or the the biggest small schools are the ones that really get hurt in this, i.e. Marysville, St. Clair. St. Clair was in the gold this year because of this. They knew that they probably should have been in the silver. With, talking to people down there, they, they know that size-wise and what they lost, they needed to be in the silver, but for playoff points... They wanted to be with teams like Warren Woods Tower, East Point, 
uh, Roseville, Cousineau, Gross Point North, who are D2 schools, because it would help them get into the playoffs. And they knew there was a situation, had this been a normal year, that there's a very real possibility there was a 7-2 Marysville Vikings team that was sitting at home for the first round of the playoffs. This playoff idea needs to be adjusted. If you want to go full strength of schedule, if you want to do all this math, I'm, that's fine. Go ahead and do it. The technology is there. You can basically automate everything. But you have to. You have to jump in. You can't dip your toe in the water. You want to get rid of the six-win rule? That's fine. You want to make it all about strength of schedule? That's fine. But you can't just go one layer deep when it's a five-layer cake. Especially for schools like the MAC. Who cares if you beat Marine City? Oh, yeah, they're a Division Five. They're as good as any Division Two team in the MAC. They are one of the 10 best schools in the MAC football program-wise. If not, they're just on the outside. But instead, it, it encourages teams to find big, struggling schools that aren't good at football instead of playing better teams. And that is a fundamental problem with something when you reward when you call it strength of schedule, and that's what you're rewarding. But your only thing is you're relating strength to size. And that is just wholly untrue. Wholly untrue. I'll tell you what. I'd much rather play Warren Cousino than I would play New Lothrop. Another school that has a standing reservation in Detroit on, on Thanksgiving weekend. So I, I do wish Dennis would have been here for this talk. Maybe we can revisit it later. But those are just some of the main points that, that, that bother me about this. Um, and one thing real quick, I went through and I just went through our top three divisions and looked at where it would have been had this been a normal playoff. So out of 32 division three teams, Marysville was kind of the outlier again because of Madison, because of Clintondale being bad D7 teams. They would have been the 26th seed overall in uh, the state had it been a 32 team playoff. There would have been four three and three schools ahead of them. Fowlerville, Flint Kersley, or excuse me, three, and Detroit Martin Luther King. And there was about mm, nine to ten four win teams ahead of them. Again, on a, with the strength of schedule, or the size of schedule, I'll call it, a lot of schools can't control their league, especially the MAC, and it just adds to my disdain for this league. Because the MAC, you don't get to choose who you're in. You can petition to go up and down, but at the end of the day, you're told where you're going. And if you're told you're in a division with Madison and Clintondale, which, again, the MAC cannot allow that. I know it's not a realignment year. They need to make it a realignment year and put those three D7 schools in the bronze because all it does is hurt your bigger schools in the silver or in the gold wherever you might put them. And it's just not fair to them for a league that's not consistent. It's one thing if it's the BWAC where it's been the same eight or whatever teams outside of North Branch uh, switching with KPAC for a decade, for two decades. You know who you're playing. You can kind of figure it out. But when it's out of your athletic director's hands and all you can do is ask someone to move, I have a problem with that. And there, I am telling you, within five years, this playoff system will be tweaked because there will be a 7-2 and two team that misses and someone will complain loud enough. And the reason we went to the six-win benchmark was because there were really good teams that weren't making the playoffs before. Hello, Marine City. Hello, Marysville. You had schools, seasons where those two schools would go 8-1. and one, not, There were two seasons Marysville went 9-0, and oh, 1979 and 1983. You look at that 1983 team, they outscored their opponents over 400. They put up over 400, gave up 20. They were still ranked AP number one. But because of the playoff system, they weren't in. And I'd rather have a playoff system that allows a couple bad teams in than excludes good ones. All right, so when we get back, now that I'm done with my rant, we'll take a look at the remaining playoff teams and see who has the easiest uh, road uh, ahead who has the toughest 
And again, 10 teams left. We'll take a look at that right after this here on the Tri-County Equipment Podcast. We'll be back after this. Those who love the grind, run with us on a John Deere Gator UV. Because your daily routine may change, but the land stays the same. There's still ground to cover and a herd to keep in line. Out here, the work never stops. So keep going on a Gator UV with the power to forge ahead. Nothing runs like a deer. Search John Deere Gator for more. Contact one of Tri-County Equipment's 10 locations in Bad Axe, Birch Run, Burton, Carroll, Fenton, Lapeer, Marlette, Reese, Saginaw, or Sandusky, or visit Tri-County Equipment online at tricountyequipment.com. Marshall E. Campbell Company, located in Port Huron, is a full-line distributor of industrial cutting tools, fluid power, electrical tools, and other electrical supplies, providing utility and contract-based services for more than 100 years. The company has a wide range of products that includes abrasives, automotives, ballast and lamps, boxes and closures, building products, chemicals and lubricants, electrical fittings and equipment, janitorial equipment, wire devices, and tapes and safety products. Marshall E. Campbell Company, located at 2975 Lapeer Road, or call them at 800 250-7520. Neiman's Family Market, located in St. Clair, is family-owned and operated and involved in the community. Neiman's has created a shopping experience providing a variety of quality products, specialty items with superior customer service. Whatever your grocery needs are, from meats, bulk food, bakery items, produce, or even floral, Neiman's Family Market has what you will need. Entertaining? Neiman's has a full deli, and they do party trays. Check out our new mobile website and see weekly specials, coupons, and recipes. Open 6 a.m. to 9 p.m. all week long. Visit Neiman's Family Market in St. Clair. You'll be glad you did. Feel more confident and in control of your financial life. Ameriprise Advisors can work with you to provide personalized, goal-based advice based on your short and long-term goals. Plus, you can track your investments and financial solutions with our digital tools and regular meetings. Call Ameriprise Financial Advisor Dave Betts today at 810-987-5370. That's 810-987-5370. Office is located at 527 Huron Avenue, Port Huron, Michigan. Ameriprise Financial Services. Services LLC, member FINRA, and SIPC. Start strengthening your finances. Transfer your loan to Advia and we'll cut your rate in half. Plus, make zero payments for 90 days. Members who transfer save an average of $3,400. For stronger savings, visit adviacu.org. Advia Credit Union, real advantages for real people. Not valid on credit card, secure real estate, or commercial loans. Interest accrues at loan disbursement. Estimated 2019 member savings, effective July 1st, 2020. Subject to approval and to change any time. Floor rates and restrictions apply. Equal opportunity lender. If you're not listening to GetStuckOnSports.com, that's a personal foul. Your kids, your schools, your sports. And you are back here with Brady B. No Dennis Stuckey today. Should be back Thursday. But now what I want to do um, is go through the remaining 10 teams we have left in our area. Um, 10 teams remain. And I think some of these schools have a very good shot at making a deep run. Let's start. Uh, we'll just start in Division Two. The Port Huron High Big Reds. They rematch Lance Cruz in a game that... Um, the Big Reds handled back in week two, um, and I don't think they should have any trouble. I think, realistically, I know that. I think a lot of the coaches in on 24th Street know that. You have to pl- play the game. Again, they're a 5-2 and two football team. That's not a bad team. But you went down there. You took care of it. I didn't think they played good at all that day, and they still won by about 20 points. It's a game they should have won by 40. Um, so it's a team they're much better than, but I think everyone looking at this knows who the big hurdle is. De La Salle, after having a two and four regular season, demolished, not even close, just ran Roseville off the field 58-14 last week. And I think that kind of put everyone on notice that, yep, De La Salle's the team to beat. I don't think they'll have any problem with Lakeview. They don't have to go on the road. doesn't matter. That's going to be a three-score game minimum. I think Port here on Lance Cruz, three-score game. It's going to be the Big Reds versus De La Salle. Um, a matchup that earlier in Coach Mullins' crew was very familiar with. 
but a district final matchup between Port Huron and De La Salle. And I think that should the Big Reds be able to win that game, and that's going to be the game that I've said all year, I expect a lot of the the stop or a lot of the uh, horses to be able to run through. Not going to hold any punches. That they're going to let some things go. They're going to they have things that they've been practicing probably most of the year that they haven't had to use yet, except for this game. Maybe they've tried it here or there, but I I, I very much expect some the 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 creativity to go up should they play Warren De La Salle next week. And looking at the other side of the region, the four teams left there are Birmingham Seahome, Birmingham Groves, Warren Mott, and Berkeley. I don't think any of those teams, again, I don't know a lot about them except for Mott. I just, looking at their, what they've done this year, who they've beaten, I think Port Huron High, if they beat De La Salle, I think that's going to be as tough of a game, if not tougher than their regional. And it's going to be at Memorial Stadium. They've only held one regional game there ever uh, back in 2011, a 21-20 loss to Wald Lake Western. But besides that, I think Port Huron High has a very legitimate shot to be playing late November, maybe even early December. But they have to, I know Dennis talked about this um, on our last podcast. You have to cut down the turnovers, and you have to cut down the penalties if you're the Big Reds and you want to advance. Now, for a team that <laughs> does not have an easy route, um, they had a very tough first-round matchup, Marysville, after a 27-12 win over what I thought was a very talented Harper Woods team. They get the joy of going down to Detroit Martin Luther King. And, um, yeah, that's going to be a tough one. But here's the thing. I... Yes, Martin Luther King's a good team. Yes, they have the brand. But you look at who they've beaten. Detroit Western International, Detroit Denby, Detroit East English in the regular season. Uh, Detroit uh, Western lost their first round matchup. Detroit Denby, they, they, they won their first round matchup. But, I mean, they, again, they haven't beat anyone really that good. They lost to Warren Mott in their one tough game they played. And Detroit East English is just bad. But again, Kings losses. Detroit Cast Tech, Detroit Cast Tech, and Muskegon Mona Shores. Um, that's going to be a tough one. And then on the other side of that district, East Point, who has five shutouts in seven games, has given up 18 points on the year. They take on Warren Fitzgerald. Again, I talked about with Dennis. They all count the same. All district titles, they only count as one. They're not all created equal. This one would be uh, something for Marysville. And, uh, yeah, it would it would be well-earned for the Vikings. And that's, again, I'll be live at that game. Dennis will be at Port Huron High on Friday. I'll be down at Detroit Martin Luther King. That is a 6 o'clock kickoff, so an hour earlier for the Vikings. Um, but D4, we're going to have at least one local team advance. Uh, I got my wish. North Branch is going to take on Croslex. And that's a rematch from an, a game earlier this year, 27-20 win by North Branch, that I think uh, Croslex is going to be chomping at the bit for. I think they really want that rematch. They're the winner of that will take on the winner of Ortonville, Brandon Goodrich. So, <laughs> I mean, the only game that North Branch has been remotely close and outside of the Armada game uh North Branch themselves, we talk about their offense. They have four shutouts on the year. North Branch's defense and Cross-Lex's defense are just as good. I mean, only twice have the Pioneers given up more than 12 points. That was against North Branch and last week against MLA City when they went for the upset. North Branch has given up more than 20 points twice, Cross-Lex and Armada. On the end of, other side of that, the winner of that will play Ortonville, Brandon Goodrich. In a game that I, I don't see any reason why either of those teams can't win that game. I really don't. I think both teams have a lot of talent. I think they're both sides of the ball. And I don't think either of those teams are that unbeatable. I mean, again, you look at Ortonville, Brandon, they lost to Fenton and, I mean, kind of handled everyone else. They beat Goodrich in an earlier matchup, so... Um, the, uh, the Blackhawks are going to be the favorite there. 
You play that, and then on the other side, at the end of that, in the regional, you're probably getting uh, Notre Dame Prep or Country Day. Sorry, Lampfear. I know you're the one seed. You won the bronze. Don't care. Um, I think they're going to get rolled by even if they get through Chandler Park. But again, another the winner of that game, I think, has a legitimate shot, a real chance to be playing late November, to play for a regional and win a regional title. And I think it might their toughest this game this week is probably going to be tougher than their game next week just because they've seen each other before. And uh, what we could get only in D five again, for whatever reason why the MHSA did this, Marine City and Almont and Richmond are split up. Marine City's in their own little world, their own little island district. They play Warren Lincoln. That's a Saturday game. I'll be at that one. Um, Marine City's going to win that game by three scores. They're going to play the winner of Denby and Southlake. Going to win that game by at least three scores. So I would be absolutely stunned should Marine City not come out of their district. And Elmont and Richmond, both probably the underdogs. Frankenmuth is uh, one of the top five teams in Division Five, according to uh, multiple publications. Richmond uh, takes on Corona. I don't know a lot about Corona. I know they lost to uh, Ortonville Brandon earlier in the year. I know that they uh, lost to Goodrich too. So they're kind of another team that's kind of only beat the good teams or beat the bad teams, lost to any good team. They they will take on Richmond. Uh, ideally, in my perfect world, Almont and Richmond play each other, and Richmond or Marine City just rolls their way out of the district, so we get an all area regional final, which would help for the stupidity of not putting them in the same district. So that's Division Five, and then again, once you get to the semifinals, it's all bets are off. I'm not going to project three rounds down the road. It's There's very few teams you can do that with. And uh, now once we get to the smaller schools, Sandusky, we talked about this, has an absolutely brutal road to even get to a regional final. They had to play St. Charles, who was a winning football team. They had more wins than they did losses. Don't care how bad of a schedule you play. You're at least respectable if you do that. Now they get Cass City. You, Sandusky, 7-0. Hasn't had really a game with anyone outside of one slip-up almost against Reese. They get to go on the road to Cass City. And should they win that game, they're probably taking on undefeated Hemlock on the road. Just like Marysville, Sandusky has an absolutely dogfight to get out of their district. And you know who they get if they get out of there? I've said it before. They get Ithaca. Again, another small school that I would much rather play most of the MAC blue than I would a D7 Ithaca. So Sandusky, they would, they're going to earn every single win, but it's, it's just not fair. You look at some of the other just roads. Like, again, Marine City, they would win most districts, probably most districts in Division Five. But they got probably the easiest one. Uh, Sandusky, Marysville gets no such luck. And then in D8, we have a couple schools still left. Ugly has turned it around. Uh, kind of figured out what they are. Since starting off, one and two have rattled off four straight wins and just really done it in dominating fashion. Since their last loss, 34-14 over Flint Hamity, 48-12 over Brown City, a 34-0 shot over a good Bad Axe team, and another 42-8 win over Brown City again. Now they get to bring in Unionville Seaboing on the road, or at home, excuse me. The Bearcats have uh, USA. That's going to be a very tough game. Uh, someone's going to advance. Hopefully it's ugly. And if Harbor Beach can pull off an upset against a Flint Beecher team that, again, I don't know a lot about, they're 6-1, and one, and their only loss is the Pontiac Notre Dame prep. Um, haven't really played a lot of common opponents. A lot of They beat Flint New Standard Academy twice. They blew them out. Uh, beat Ann Arbor Gabriel Richard, Flint Hamity, and a forfeit win over Burton Bentley. So I don't know a lot about Beecher. I know Harbor Beach um, is always a tough team. 
and they got a win last week. We could get a week one rematch in a district final between Harbor Beach and Ubley. Again, Ubley was a semifinal team last year. They are a team that is used to deep playoff runs. And I've said it before when talking about Marine City that it's just in that culture that you were expected to win. It doesn't matter that you're the underdog necessarily. It doesn't matter you're supposed to play a tough opponent. You just walk out there with the, yeah, we're going to win this game. And that's the difference between a lot of schools that make deep playoff ones, that brand, that Martin Luther King, that De La Salle brand that some kids, I think, get intimidated by. That they just see a name of a school and they go, oh, we've been told they've been good for a while. We're supposed to lose that game. And that's why they do. So that's, I think Ubley has that cachet, has that brand. And then in eight-man football, uh, Peck goes, it's a rematch with North Huron. I don't know what the injury situation is with Peck. They really took it to Ashley. I mean, the game had to end at halftime because Ashley was basically out of usable players. Um, Kindy North Huron absolutely dominated Peck in their last meeting, 36-6. to um, Since then, North Huron actually lost in Week 6 to Mayville, 48-28. They, they beat all Gray Sims. They put up 66 huh, last week, so that offense was humming. But a, a rematch at Kindy North Huron, Peck has them. It's it's going to be a very interesting matchup. I know the the Pirates had injury issues, but seeing what Peck has to go through, uh, they've already beat Bay City All Saints, who they could possibly play in the in the. Excuse me, no, they beat Sacred Heart. Um, it wasn't All Saints; it was uh, Mount Pleasant Sacred Heart, who's the favorite in the game in the other side of their district. Uh, maybe the Pirates can pull off an upset there, but they have they have a road to go. Um, so a couple tough. Draws we talked about before Sandusky and Marysville. Uh, they got through their first round matchup. Can they get through another one? Marine City is going to continue to roll. Someone's going to advance between Croslex North Branch. I think Port Huron High's got a good chance to advance. So on Thursday, we'll we'll take a, a an in depth look at every one of those games. I just kind of wanted to overview the path that they'd have to take to what it would basically be for a semifinal. Who are the teams that they should be worried about? Oh, yeah, by the way, if Peck makes it out, they're going to have to play Portland-St. Patrick, who, um, yeah, they're they're really good. I know Brandon Folsom's very high on on, on St. Patrick. So uh, when we come back, we'll just, we'll just wrap this up, tell you again what games we're doing, uh, and uh, finish up this podcast again. Thank you for sticking with me. No Dennis Stuckey. Hopefully you can bear me for almost an hour. So, But uh, I'll be right back after this. Buying or selling a home? You need an experienced company standing ready to help you with all your real estate needs who is committed to making you the client number one. O'Connor Realty hung out its real estate sign in the city of Marysville almost 40 years ago to help the good people of this community buy and sell their homes. O'Connor Realty provides access to free, no obligation home valuation reports prepared by a licensed realtor with no hidden fees. Located at 2801 Gratiot Boulevard, Marysville, give O'Connor Realty a call at 810 364 87 for all your real estate needs, O'Connor Realty, small enough to know you, large enough to serve you. Hi, Chip Mortimer here. So much depends on your roof. Mortimer Lumber proudly features the Landmark Series shingle from CertainTeed Roofing. Landmark shingles come in many colors to surely enhance the look of your home. Landmark shingles offer a limited lifetime warranty, so you can be assured your roof will last for generations to come. Stop by Mortimer Lumber at 24th and Lapeer in Port Huron. Our expert staff will be glad to help answer all of your questions. Mortimer Lumber has locations in Port Huron, Emily City, Sandusky, and Bad Axe. Neiman's Family Market, located in St. Clair, is family-owned and operated and involved in the community. Neiman's has created a shopping experience providing a variety of quality products, specialty items, with superior customer service. Whatever your grocery needs are, from meats, bulk food, bakery items, produce, or even floral, Neiman's Family Market has what you will need. Entertaining? Neiman's has a full deli, and they do party trays. Check out our new mobile website and see weekly specials, coupons, and recipes. Open 6 a.m. to 9 p.m. all week long. Visit at Neiman's Family Market in St. Clair. You'll be glad you did. What passions do you want to pursue next in life? Do you want to be a sculptor, a volunteer, teach your grandkids to fish? Your Ameriprise financial advisor, Dave Betts, can help you plan for the life you want today and well into the future. With the right financial advisor, life can be brilliant. 
Call Dave Betts at 810-987-5370. Office is located at 527 Huron Avenue, Port Huron, Michigan. Ameriprise Financial Services, Inc. Member FINRA and SIPC. TP Logos in Marysville has the area's largest selection of in-stock school spirit wear, corporate wear, and construction company gear. They do custom embroidery and custom screen printing and are the fastest growing uniform sublimation company in Michigan. Visit tplogos.com to see their vast selection of products including Badger Sportswear, Nike, North Face, Richardson Hats, Carhartt, and more. They're open weekdays 830 to 430 or by appointment. Don't wait weeks for your gear. TP Logos will have it in days. Located across from Walt Braun Viking Stadium in Marysville. If you're not listening to GetStuckOnSports.com, that's a personal foul. Your kids, your schools, your sports. And Brady Beaton here with you to finish up this edition of the Get Stuck On Sports podcast presented by Tri-County Equipment. Um, Again, three games at least this week, um, Friday I will be down at Martin Luther King as Marysville travels to try to get their second playoff win this year as they take on the Crusaders. That's a 6 p.m. kickoff. Dennis will stay at Memorial Stadium for the Lance Cruz Port Huron High game, a rematch of Week 2. The Big Reds won that game handily. And then on Saturday, I will be at East China Stadium for the Marine City Warren Lincoln game again. Expect the Mariners to continue to roll. They won 44 nothing last week over Detroit Osborne. Uh, if you want to stay up to date, follow us on social media at G underscore Stuck on Sports on Twitter. And on Facebook, Get Stuck on Sports. Twitter, we update more often than Facebook. Facebook will be more just when we're live, when a podcast is up. The big stuff. Twitter, we retweet uh, scores as we see them from all sports. We uh, put out graphics for our games. We put out uh, live updates during the game. So if you can't listen, uh, just make sure to follow us for them. And again, we'll have the picks Thursday. We have exactly 10 teams left. Um, If all goes right, Paul Costanza will be joining us for that. That'll be a fun segment. So again, thank you for just listening to Just Me Ramble. Um, I know it's a lot more fun when there's two of us, but uh, Dennis should be back Thursday. And, uh, yeah, so make sure to tune in then. Again, we'll have the picks. Uh, Paul Costanzo went 8-2 and two last week. He tied Denny White in the regular season. Denny went 9-1. Went and one. I went 10-0 and 0 last week. So, look, gonna, just going to look to, you know, go back-to-back perfect weeks and, and catch Dennis. So, well, no, I don't care what he says. The playoffs are more important than the regular season, and he's not here to, to, to bark some snide remark at me. So, yeah, Play, playoffs matter. No one remembers who had the best uh, regular season in baseball and, and pick a year, but I bet you you can name the World Series champ. So that that should do it for the Get Stuck on Sports podcast presented by Tri-County Equipment. I've been Brady Beaton. Uh, again, make sure to tune in this week and uh, download the podcast, uh, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, iTunes, anywhere else, uh, or just go to GetStuckOnSports.com. And, uh, yeah, we'll see you on Thursday. From Port Huron to Marysville and St. Clair to Marine City, the Blue Water Area is Stuck on Sports.